I have used my opportunity, opportunity unlimited that American Income gave me in 2010 to 2022 to have over 250 people I reach out and touch. I have 1,100 active policies on the books. I have a 95% 13-month retention. Wow. That's insane. What would you, you were talking to Nick about your renewals. You don't have to say it on here, but what would they, what, 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 what would they clear out to be? I'm, pro, I'm projecting around about 11,000. That's good. Right now. That makes sense. I'm at about five. Yep. I just got my renewals a couple of days ago. Yep. And the company, thank you, Lord. I get it. I've been getting that check. 14 years. 14 years. Wow. Whether it be $700 or $5,000. Aiden, maybe write down this segment, residual income. We could make a clip of this. So another episode of Adversity Kings, we got special guest Charles Belt. How are you doing today, man? I'm fantastic. Thank you for having me. Thank you Thank for you. having me, brother. So you just finished up speaking to the company. So you recently accomplished making Million Dollar Club. What is that? And just give us some information on, on, on what you've accomplished. It's, a, it's really a huge accomplishment Yes. for me personally. Yep. And uh, something I, I don't take for granted because... It was something that I wanted to achieve when I first came here, and they told me about all the different awards. Mm -hmm. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, there's different awards to achieve, but I was looking at, okay, I want the big trophy. Because in my, in my sporting career, I wanted to always win. I, can, yeah. I look at last night, Steph Curry finally got the MVP. Yep. Is that he his got, first MVP? That's his first MVP for the finals. He's been to the finals six out of the last eight years. They didn't win the championship. They didn't. They won. This was his fourth championship. Okay, so they are the champions. They're the champions, but this was his first, first finals. finals MVP. Okay, and he played well in all the rest of them, but he never got the finals MVP. Yeah, and when I saw that last night, I just thought, you know, in my youth, little league, nineteen sixty eight. This goes back a long time. We won the Little League Championship. I never got an opportunity to play sports like I wanted to because I come from a very poor family, you know, and my mother couldn't afford for me to play sports, so I had to start working at a young age. Mm -hmm. I went to high school. I paid my way. I didn't. My mother didn't have to to give me car fare, buy my clothes or anything. I went to school and I paid my way. But I got distracted along the way. And it allowed me not to reach my potential in a lot of different areas. And so when I, when, when, when I look at this award, something I've been shooting for, because I wanted to achieve it in 10 years, but I got it at year 13, it's, it's huge because, as I mentioned earlier about going through things, you gotta go through some things 
to achieve some things. And so I had to go through, for lack of a better term, a lot of adverse situations. Some of them I brought on myself, but there, there's, there was a, a, a big push to be the best. Yeah. Because I've always been the best. I always thought of myself as being the best. From 2012, local awards here was a big thing. From 2012 to 2014, I was either SA or GA, and my agency was number one for three consecutive years, 2012, 2013, 2014. I was the number one SA and GA every quarter yeah. for three consecutive years. I didn't get to be an MGA, but it didn't discourage me from what my dream was. And so it all started when I come, into, come here in May of uh, 2010 with no experience whatsoever. I had management experience, and that's why they wanted to get me into management quick, because I was good at working with people, you know? So, and I love people. And so I didn't mind helping people. Yeah, I, I, I paid a lot of phone bills, bought a lot of lunches, bought a lot of gas, helped pay some car notes in the whole nine yards in my first five years as a manager mm -hmm. of people. But I had to help them because it was a responsibility. God gave me those people for a reason. Whatever it might have been, I might not know the reason, but I know that when they were in need, and I didn't even know it then, but I know it better now. And so it just comes from a drive. That's why when I met you the first time, you had a shirt and a cap on. What did that shirt and cap say? I honestly don't know. It says Jesus something about, I can't remember what was on the shirt and cap, but it was a God is something. or it's, I can't remember what it was. But when I saw it, because it was a Zoom call, yeah. I says, I like that young man because I can remember being your age and starting not at this career, but in my first career as a letter carrier for the Chicago Post Office. Mm -hmm. I had the same route, seen the same people, three or four generations of people for 20 years. It was great serving people. You know, then I got into a banking career. I always wanted to, my unit. I wanted to always be the best. Want to get awards for being the best. So, so it's always been a drive to be the best. And so you started the insurance industry at fifty-five. At fifty-four years old. Fifty-four years old. Yes. So how how were you able to? You know, what was going on in your mind to convince yourself like, hey, I'm going to start a new opportunity. Ten ninety-nine, hundred percent commission. Convince the wife. I wasn't even married at the time. I had a okay. girlfriend. She okay. wasn't even buying in, so I left her. Wow. Yes. Let's go. Okay. Yeah. Committed. Because here's the here, here here's the deal. No one else is gonna hire a fifty four year old African American with no degrees in two thousand and eight. It was a recession. I was putting my resume out there. I mean American Income Life must have sent me so many invites for interviews, I ignored them for two years. Since 2008, when I got laid off from Harris Bank, 
And the great thing about the layoff was I got a nice severance package. But at some point, you go through $80,000 real quick. Yeah. When you're not working. Absolutely. So I finally hit the invitation to come in for an interview. And at that time, the gentleman, Robert Hughes, hired me. And he was coming back to build an agency with Bob Olson. And the first six weeks, I was just learning how to be an agent. He worked with me for two straight weeks. And then he says, I'm going to give you a book. And he gave me the book, Sell or Be Sold. He says, you got great people skills, but you got to learn how to sell. Here's a book. And he gave it to me, and I read the book. And if you go to my office at home, I got books everywhere. I'm an avid reader. Yep. I read probably, I start a lot of books. I'm probably finished about six a year. Yes. But I have a lot that I start with because I needed to develop myself because here again, I had no experience. I had experience with people, but this was a different animal coming into insurance. I didn't know if I could make it, but I knew one thing, I had to make it. See, I had no plan B. My plan B when I came here was to make plan A better. <laughs> that was my plan B. When I used to hire people and they said, well, I got my resume here and so forth and so on. I said, well, you got a lot of different plans. I says, to make it here, you can't have all of these other plans. You gotta, you, you gotta plant yourself in this deal for this deal to grow. Yep. And because if you're not planted, it's just like the Bible says, you're gonna be wishy-washy, back and forth. Yep. Build your house upon. Build solid your house ground. upon solid ground. Amen. Build your house. But you gotta understand, in 2010, I didn't have the spiritual teachings that I have right now. Yep. I fell away. I strayed. And so I got married in 2012 at my first convention. My first convention, 2012. I've had seven conventions in my 14-year career. But the, my convention in 2012 was the most epic. I just celebrated my 10-year anniversary. And it's, it's the work the first two years was critical for my development. What was the first two years like? Oh, it, I was just talking about the grind. It was a grind. But I didn't realize how hard it was to do something that I had never done before because I'd always been successful at everything that I'd ever done. And I refused to... I wasn't. Yeah, you're stubborn. I'm not quitting. Yeah. I ain't. I'm. I'm just not built like that. Yeah. I'm not built to. Where you can't tell me what I can do. Yep. You just can't. I know. Where do you think you get that from? That's just from being raised and how I was raised. Dad or mom or both. My mom. My dad died when I was five years old. How did he pass away? He was killed. Chicago. Yes. My condolences. I know that was years ago. I was five years ago. old. Yeah. But I've. I, Your mom, she worked two, three jobs? My mom had a fifth grade education. She married another man who was, wasn't the best of, of, of examples for me and my brothers and sisters. 
But my mom, my mom always was doing something. Two or three different opportunities come up. My mom, she drove a school bus, sold cosmetics. She did all, had a fifth grade education. Yeah. But she never, she made sure. You wasn't going to be in my mama's house and not have an education. Yeah. And at a certain age, my mama taught us to, to do, to help ourselves so we could be able to help her. Because my mom wasn't in the best of health. My mom died from cancer. She had inoperable cancer for four years before she finally passed away. Wow. You know, but she fought and fought and fought. When, when, when I got here in 2010, I probably inherited that, to fight and fight and fight. Don't just give up. I, that's just my mentality. That's just my three boys are the same way right now. Is that is Lawrence your boy then you brought in? No. Mm-mm. No. No. Okay. My 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 oldest son is Lawrence related to you? No. Oh, okay. He was uh with uh, Ramsey. Okay. <laughs> no, I just I just met that young man. Oh, okay. And it's amazing. If you remember I said you can reach one, you could teach one. The young man asked me if I would talk with him. Because here's a young man and I feel wholeheartedly that might have been the young man that the Lord brought me here to speak to today yeah. because he has some things he wants to talk to me about. And I'm going to spend as much time as he needs to talk to him because that's my, that's my walk. That's my calling now. Yeah. My calling is to help people, whether it's in, whether it's I'm protecting a family or I'm internally protecting a life. Giving something back to somebody that someday 20 years from now might say, hey man, I learned this and I got this from a guy I met by chance because I'm here celebrating four. This weekend is huge for me. You guys, and I apologize again, I apologize to Dave, you know, we're trying to set up a dinner and things. I came here Wednesday and I was planning coming here in January because of the birth of my great granddaughter. So I'm celebrating four generations, four generations. My son here has six kids and my grandson had his first child. And then there's me. So my other two sons, one is in Fulton, Missouri. My youngest son is in Fulton, Missouri. Yep. He's a head basketball coach for, for William Woods College, an NAIA school, driven. And I can, see in, I can see me and my sons right now. So I live by, through them right now yep. because, hey, they, you know, you can't achieve something in life if you don't go through it. Absolutely. And so... When, when you ask the question about where do I get it from, it was just, I think it was ingrained based on my DNA from my mom. Wow. I look at things a whole lot differently now than I did when I started in 2010 because my wife brought me back to Christ. 
And so being closer and having a relationship with God allowed me to be developed differently. It allowed me to prioritize things like I mentioned earlier. There's a scripture in Proverbs. The Psalms 37, 23, and 24, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And the steps are a process. And in 2010, I didn't know what the process was going to be. All I knew was I was all in. Yep. I knew I was in. I knew I was in. I, was, I knew in 10 years I would be 64. I'd be 100% vested. I'm in. Because you got to understand, there's no plan B. Yeah. So if I'm going to do something, I'm all in until I, I cast a check. Did you, did you ever want to quit out of the 10 years? Every day. Like every day out of 10 years or? Not lately. Okay. But my, oh, I, excuse me. I'm sorry. My first few years, oh, man, it was challenging. What do you think was the most challenging? Not being as productive as I wanted to be. So like almost your mind was your own worst enemy, not patient enough with yourself. I had to learn to endure and to persevere. So what advice would you give somebody that wanted to have like a 10 year career, like those first few years that are grueling? It's like, what do you, if you could go back and do something differently and then mold that advice and give it to them as well? I would tell them to one, have patience. I learned that this deal is not built in one day, in one week, or one month. It's built like a foundation of a house, one yes. brick at a time. One brick at a time. So you gotta put a brick on every day. And sometime in the process of building that house, it's like the Bible says you gotta build it on the rock. Yeah. So in the process, sometimes you don't, you lose a brick, but you don't lose a foundation because it's built on a rock. Amen. So to build it, you have to have patience. You have to be able to endure and persevere. And I didn't know it then, but the Lord all the time was molding me. I didn't know it. I didn't know how he was shaping me. He had me on a potter's wheel. I'm still on that potter's wheel today. He's working on me each and every day to make me better because guess what? I got to talk to that young man out there today. I got to make sure that I say the right things so he's career 10 years from now. I don't want that young man to be here 10 months. I want him to be here 10 years. Yep. He's a young man. He's 23 years old. I want him to have the same desire and willingness to succeed. See, that was my biggest drive, to be successful. I didn't know anything else but to be successful. Yeah. I wanted to be the best. I wanted to succeed. I walked into a place that says Opportunity Unlimited. Oh, well, okay. Let's test this out. <laughs> because a lot of people talk it. Yeah. They'll tell you, oh, Charles, like when I went to the bank, oh, we got to pull. You're going to be able to do this in five years and so forth and so on. What happened in 2008, the recession, and the bank says, bye. I had to fall into a recession-proof deal. Yes. <laughs> I got one. What's your proudest moment out of your entire life? 
I would say my proudest moment is what my wife told me. few months ago my wife says you have come so far I'm proud of you because my wife knew me when I used to come into our bar to drink and shoot darts and hang out and chase women I'm sharing this with you bro yeah it's real it's real talk that's what I did yeah and I met my wife when she before she was my wife. I was her insurance agent. She owned a bar and she unfortunately had lost a cousin and another good friend of mine that was dating her says, man, I know this lady that needs some insurance, man. She just lost a family member, so forth and so on. Could you help her out? And that's how I met her. Wow. A year later, we were dating. A year after that, we were married. Wow. And as I mentioned, see, there's my steps. I got off track because I invested more into my career than my family because I had this 10-year plan. I forgot about my plan, my commitment to my wife. I was so invested in my 10-year plan. So it took it took a door being slammed in my face for me to come back to reality that you got to juggle both. You got to have a family and you got to have a career. And when you put them together at the top is the Lord. So if you align things perfectly, your life won't be a grind. It'll be a flow, you know? And so, I got a spiritual connection to allow me to be at peace with where I'm at right now in my relational uh, connection to people, whether it be you being an SGA or the guy walking in the door that's an agent. It doesn't matter to me. They're people. When I met you, I knew that I could have a relationship with you because I knew you had a relationship with God. Does that make sense? Yeah. See, I, 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 I'm not, everyone comes across your life for a reason. Yep. I might be in your life just for a season, but I want to, I want to make sure that I have said or did something that has enhanced Tristan Delopic's life because it's a reason. It's a reason. This is this is not happenstance. This ain't by oh well accident. No 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 such thing. No such thing. There's a reason. Mm -hmm. There's a reason. When I met you, I told you. I says, you told me where you were from, and you came into this agency. How many agents were here when you got here? About 110. Something like that. And where you came from, how many agents were there? Probably 25, 30. 25 or 30. And I told you then, I says, guess what the Lord has done for you, young man? He's enhanced your land. Yeah, I remember you said that. He enhanced your land. And he enhanced your land. And to enhance your land, he had to 
give you more wisdom. Because the Bible says, without wisdom, people perish. And perish doesn't mean die. Perish means that they don't grow. They don't develop. They don't take the five, they don't take the talents in the Bible, the, 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 um, the rich the rich owner of the fields gave one three, gave one two, and gave one one. Mm-hmm. The one he gave to one buried it, but yep. the one he gave to three, he doubled it. The Lord increased your land, but he also gave you more responsibility with that land. He gave you the responsibility over a 68-year-old man. How do you deal with it? Because you have to, you have to determine, do I, do I treat my relationship with Charles differently than I treat my relationship with a guy that's an SA or an agent? You have to answer that question. Charles ain't, because I have the answer. But you have to answer that question. And so I have to go from being with Bob Olson for my entire career. It's just like that book about who stole my cheese. I had to, I had to make some adjustments and changes in, in everything that I did. From a, my foundation was already was already set because I know that I am measured by the number. Charles Belt number. Charles Belt no number. Charles Belt don't make it to have a, a, a Millionaires Club award. Charles Bell don't get to be in a group of people that are considered top producers. Charles Bell don't have the plaques on the walls at home or the certificates of achievement. So I had to understand that I needed more wisdom. So to get more wisdom, I picked up a sales book, but to get more knowledge about the Lord, I picked up the Bible. Because in Maxwell, in any leadership book you read, there are scriptural comparisons to every one of them, isn't there? Yeah, that one's a scripture one on top. This one, this one one right here. What you got there, young man? Oh, yeah. So that's the one I start with every day is is a spiritual comparison one. So I I get two verses, and then it breaks it down into leadership. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't start a day without without having spiritual leadership. You have to. What's that there? Okay. It's all yeah. Okay. I got to get better at leadership. Yeah. So. And 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 but without wisdom, without this book knowledge, you'll perish. Absolutely. You won't develop into who God made you to be. Tristan Delabic has a plan and a purpose. God has a plan and a purpose for your life. Mm-hmm. It's to be, if, if you're meant to be, he wouldn't put you in a position. He's making room for your gifts. He's made room for your gifts. I just saw you on Facebook. I just saw the awards. You know, he's making room for your gifts. He's made room for your gifts. But you can't squander it. I'm going to write some of this down because I'm going to steal it and share it and preach it. <laughs> but does that make sense? Absolutely. I feel like when we go through clean out seasons and we feel like things are being removed and doors are being shut, we think we're, we're losing when God's just creating space. He, that's it. For opportunity he, and gift. He can't, 
He can't enhance you if you're dwelling on the stuff that's, that's, that's holding you back. He's got to remove it from you, but he can't remove it from you. That's why here, here's a very powerful scripture. You see, I got the armband on. I carry this with me every day. Yep. Joshua 1, 9 and 1, 8. And he says, study the book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Yep. So all your leadership is in the word of God. Leading people requires the first thing is to love them. Whether they're a 68-year-old man or a 23-year-old uh, coming in, whether they're an agent or an SA or GA, it doesn't matter. You've got to have compassion and kindness. You are a reflection of what God puts in you. Yep. And he's going to hold you accountable for that young man. Yes. And when you pick right. up those books, I guarantee you it tells you that. So as a leader, you have to, he's given you land. And land doesn't necessarily mean acres. He took you from 25 to 125. Yep. So he like enhanced your land 100%. Now you growing it and growing it. And you're developing. You're developing yourself and you're developing people. You're developing people. You have to be a witness to success. When they see Tristan DeLobic, they see Tristan DeLobic yep. as being a successful SGA. Tristan DeLobic who started off, whatever your background is. See, I'm very open to tell my background. I, uh, both my parents were in jail, and then I stopped school after ninth grade. So I have a diploma. But I didn't do it. It was my mom. She, I paid her to do my school. I was running the streets, selling a little bit of illegal things. and, and uh, Same. You know what I mean? I was just being a, a kid, a bad kid, mm -hmm. and house got shot up. And But after my freshman year, I, I didn't do any school. You know what I mean? It was just girls and money and make, mm -hmm. just impress people and angry because, you know, I, I, I blame my, my dad on, you know, my dad being away. And, and you know, I blame that on me and then. You know, my mom being, you know, us being so broke, I think I kind of blame that on me, too. Like, I was just a very angry, angry kid. And uh, but it, I think it definitely helped me, though. You know what I mean? Because it made me want to go out there and get it. So but uh, I got an email from AI American Income Life in 2017. Uh, I was 18 years old. I was maybe a month or two out of high school and I was heavy in prayer. I, it was more so worship. I'm a worshiper. I'll throw worship music on and talk to God I'm a worshiper you know what I mean so I love sermons but I'm a my, my communications through worship I think one of the Bible verses is God inhabits the praises of his people yes you know so I, I think uh, that's where that's where I meet God is like I got to throw worship songs on and and uh, I was just crying and praying you know what I mean 18 thought I was at rock bottom and I didn't want to I didn't want to be broke and I didn't want to go to jail so I wanted to try to find a way and a month or two later I was I was selling life insurance found that email and just like you uh, you know I, I accept I I only I only have one email and I, I bit immediately you mm -hmm. know what I mean I'm just so young and and open and gullible I, I hadn't been scarred by the world you know yet so I, I jumped on it and five years five years went by fast and I'm excited to see where the next five five go and 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 when you when you look at that and just to turn just to just to just to ask you in your five years 
Have you ever wanted to just give up and quit? I'm crazy, so no. Um, but I've been under stress and pressure, though. Okay. I mean, I've been through a lot of adversity. I, I wrecked my car five or the the amount. God, God has to be real. You know what I mean for you guys listening because nobody has gotten nobody got hurt. I wrecked five or six times. I didn't get hurt. You know what I mean. I, I fell asleep behind the wheel five times in my my first two years. You know how the field is. You know what I mean. So I wasn't organized with my leads. Mm-hmm. Remember how we have to organize yes. the leads, put yes. in MapQuest. I wasn't. I was just such an ambitious young man where I just was like, I don't care about organizing. I'm going to go out and just, I drove all I over God. Yeah, I went out, I just ran. And I would fall asleep and nobody would get hurt and I wouldn't get hurt. And I, it was five times over, over like three years and uh, always walked away and always found a way. And like, you know, like we make great money, but just to come from nothing and, and to, you know, wreck and, and cost lots of money and insurance and, and people to quit on me and, and, in different situations, scenarios, th- things I got myself into or things that just happen. You, somebody can't tell me God ain't real. You know what I mean? Like, just like, I think uh, one of my favorite songs is like Waymaker. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's, Waymaker, yeah, Miracle, Miracle Worker, Worker, Promise Keeper, Promise Keeper The you know Light I mean? in the Darkness. He's and, my God. Exactly. And so I, I think of that, I'm like, you know, there's one thing, Jesus Christ is a Waymaker. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It just made a way for me in so many different situations, scenarios, and I'm not perfect. You know what I mean? So people might listen to this and comment and say, I hear you swear in other podcasts. I do swear. You know what I mean? So I try to get better. I'm trying to get better. I've seen myself swear way less. You know what I mean? Cause I remember when I first started here, I was, you know, the F word, but I was sharing proverbs and people were like, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know. This is just what I, this is what I've learned. You know what I mean? Simon was like, hey, this is kind of, kind of our culture, but we've both gotten better. He's way better than I am. And you know, it's one one thing I've kind of prided myself in is I don't need to motivate people with swearing. I always thought like, you know, and, I, and some people are like, well, if you swear, people know you're truthful. I was like, you're going to know I'm truthful regardless. I don't need, I don't need to swear for you to know I'm telling the truth. But when you when you when you. When you look at when you look at those things. Jesus had 12 disciples. They were not perfect men. They were swears and killers. They yep. they were they were imperfect people. I love looking at the prophets' issues. Yes. Elijah and Elijah. One of them yes. was suicidal. One of yes. them was a drunk. Yes. Moses had a speech impediment. Right. Didn't want to speak. Peter sliced off a man's ear. Yeah. Aggressive. Cursed. Angry. Yep. Yeah. And so, God takes imperfect people like you, yes. like me. Yes. I know. I know me. I am. I mentioned earlier. I'm on that Potter's wheel. Yeah. I'm on that Potter's I Wheel. I love the Potter's Touch, T.D. Jakes. Yeah, that's, oh, my God. My that's man, one of my I favorites. love T.D. Jakes, man. Yeah, that's why that book he wrote, Drop the Mic. Yeah. Is, I read his book, Soar. He did a, a book with uh, Stephen Furtick. It's yeah, so Stephen good, Furtick man. is another great one. They, they collaborated. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. And, when, when, and, and, and so that just goes back to what I was talking about of having, not every mentor has to be someone that you're sitting up talking to across a, in a couch. Man, your mentors could be five years old or 80 years old. You know, and you, you can never be know. mentored through a book, yep. through a podcast, through a YouTube. You know, one of my, uh, I, I, Darius Daniels is another powerful young pastor that helps me with relational uh, uh, mentoring, with career mentoring also helps me with interacting with other people 
that are thriving to start careers. That's why I, when I talk to groups, I don't talk about me mostly. I talk, but I try to talk about things that's going to help you. Yeah. You know, people sometimes ask me, well, how did you get there? Write some of this down. I got here from trial and error. I made a ton of mistakes. I didn't wreck five cars, but I've wrecked a lot of lives because of my destructive habits that I had. But I had, my wife changed me, and that's why I give her so much credit. And when she told me that she was proud of me, I was like, wow, that means a lot to me because I can remember five years ago when she wasn't. She was mad at me. Yep. She was mad. She walked away from me because she couldn't stand what I had become. And not that I wasn't successful career-wise, because my name and my number for AIL was pretty darn good. Yep. But my name at home wasn't so good. My name with my sons and my grandchildren wasn't so good. So what do I have to stand on if I don't have the character of a husband, a father, a grandfather, and now a great-grandfather? Your character is what's going to shape you, and you can't get to heaven with all of your bells and whistles and your cars and your wealth. Yep. You ain't never saw a hearse following a – you ain't never saw a Brinks truck following a hearse. Wow. Your character is going to be what follows you everywhere. Be a man of value. Be a woman of value. And this company has allowed me to, I have taken this company and built a ministry. Amen, yeah. And one of my spiritual mentors, he says, Charles, you talk to people every day, and I interact with a lot of people going through a lot of things. I just talked to a lady just the other day, I enrolled in the program, just met her, just met her. But she needed some spiritual guidance. She was going through some things. She needed some spiritual guidance. And she broke down and was crying. Was that by accident? God put me in that woman's life to uplift her and encourage her. Mm -hmm. When I got finished, man, she was singing praises and made sure that she got her grandkids some life insurance. Mm -hmm. But I called her about a lead but it ended up being a customer and a spiritual relationship. I send you text messages, scriptures a lot of times. Yes. I have over 100 individual texts like that I send every morning. Mm. Every morning. It started out with five people. You see Susan and Diane, mm. Ramsey, they're all part of, part of that ministry of of spiritual edification every morning. Here's the word. Let the word be your guidance every day. Because as I mentioned, it allows you to be at peace with what we do. Because what we do sometimes can become frustrating. You make a hundred calls and you got one appointment and you're like, oh man, this sucks. But if you had peace mentally, you don't look at it as a challenge. That's why I said if we take that grind, the word grind out of our vocabulary and flow, okay? I got to get my flow on. 
I got to get flow through the day. And not saying that we don't go through adversity, not saying that we're not going to have anxious moments, but the Bible tells us that we shouldn't be anxious or worried. Hmm. The Bible tells yeah. us to cast our cares onto the Lord. I can remember praying one Saturday morning. I said, Lord, I'm at zero. It's Saturday. That's when our cycle was different. Mm-hmm. Saturday, and so Saturday was the end of the week. I was at zero. I thought, man, I had worked hard. I, man, what the heck? I'm still at zero. I said, Lord, I got five appointments today. If you could bless me with three sale opportunities. Man, Lord, I'd be so thankful. Well, at the end of the night when I got home, around 8 o'clock that evening, I ran all my appointments, saw all five families. I enrolled three of them. So what I asked the Lord for, he gave me. And so people says, well, you call on the Lord. They says, well, how do you call on the Lord? I says, well, if you go to Jeremiah, and I hope you can just bear with me. If you go to the book of Jeremiah, And if you go to 33, verse 3, it says, ask me or call me, and I will tell you remarkable secrets. You do not know about these things that are going to come. Just call on me. So do the Lord have a phone number? Yes. It's Jeremiah 33.3. Jeremiah, that's the Lord's phone number. He says he's telling you to call on him. You pick up the word of God and call on him. Amen. So when you're going through a difficult time, call on the Lord. Don't call on. Call on the Lord. Right. Don't call. Well, you know what, Ramsey? You know what, Dave? You know what? Man, I'm having a bad day. Amen. Call on the Lord. He will do some remarkable things. When I open up my computer, the first thing I got a passage there. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and mind and don't lean on your own understanding. Because mm. if you trust in the Lord, he'll direct your path. Yes. He'll lead you to your opportunities. And see, I, I know where my opportunities, each and every day, whether I write 1,200 or if I write 5,000. If it's meant for me to write, have a big week, guess what? The Lord will make a way. He'll provide. But if I stress about, oh, man, I need to get this. I need to get that. My manager's on me. My manager can't be on me because I know what to do. I might not have had the success that I might have been looking for, but I I take it all in spirit and in stride because when it's meant for me, the Lord will provide. He'll provide. He says, he tells us all the time, my cup runneth over. My cup runneth over. So he's got blessings for you, but you got to tap into him. You know, I tell people all of the time, you know, make me your conduit. Plug in. Because if you plug into me, guess what? You're going to get some real uplifting things prophesied to you. Mm-hmm. Because I believe that's one of my spiritual gifts. You know? And I have used my opportunity, opportunity and limit that American Income gave me in 2010 to 2022 to have over. 250 people I reach out and touch. I have 1,100 active policies on the books. I have a 
5% 13-month retention. Wow. That's insane. What would you, you were talking to Nick about your renewals. You don't have to say it on here, but what would they, what, 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 what would they clear out to be? I'm, pro, I'm projecting around about 11,000. That's good. Right now. That makes sense. I'm at about five. Yep. I just got my renewals a couple of days ago. Yep. And the company, thank you, Lord. I get it. I've been getting that check. 14 years. 14 years. Wow. Whether it be $700 or $5,000. Aiden, maybe write down this segment, residual income. We could make a clip of this. It's important. It's important for your longevity and your generational wealth. Yeah. You, if, and, and I'm an old man thinking about it. A young man need to be thinking about that. That's why I wanted to make sure I emphasize that to that young group yes. out there. You know, you've got to be thinking about that. Thinking about, young man told me he'd been there five years. I mean, I'm sorry, been there two years. I can't remember the young man's name. But if he's not getting some type of residual and not understanding the power of it and how to make sure that it grows. See, it's great to get one, but how do you make it grow? Yes. It's not what you sell, it's what you keep. Mm -hmm. But in keeping it, you people buy you. They don't buy AIL products, they buy you. That's what I was gonna ask next is, how do you educate you know, clients and prospects on insurance? What are you, what, what's, what's your overall They love process? me first. They love me. You know, yeah. I tell, I, I used to say, I say this to myself. I got what they want. They don't have what I want. I have education. I got development on insurance products. They need that. If I went into this process thinking I needed a check, I would lose. I would lose. I'm, I'm, lo I'm fighting a losing battle chasing a check. No. No, no, no. No, no, no. My main responsibility is for people to love and trust me first because I know so many times, so many weeks, where I get a phone call. People need me. And a lot of times people call me after someone else and call them and they like, you know, if I need something, I'm calling Charles. And then they call me. Charles, you know what? It's a young person just called me about this, that, and the third. Hey, can you set up a time? Are you busy? And when I lived, it was easy, I, I, you know, before COVID. Yeah. But now, I'm sitting at home in my home in Alpharetta, Georgia. I could, hey, let's get on the Zoom call. Let's roll. Let me help you. When I told a couple of people I was coming here, they were like, man, can you stop by? Can you see me? But I don't have time. It's, this weekend was planned as a family weekend, but it just so happens. It's just, again, how, how the Lord works. He made it happen where I received an award. I was able to spend some time here with you. I couldn't go to the dinner because I had already promised. I, we had an itinerary since we got here Wednesday afternoon. And it's been going, going, going. Yeah. But it's You've been, been running, great, great, running. great. Yeah. It's been great, you know. I, I, Father's Day, I get to I, I get to see all my grandkids. I get to see my 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 son here, cause last Father's Day 
I did in Georgia with my two sons down there. So I got two grandkids in Georgia, you know? Mm -hmm. So I flip-flopped. I says, I'm doing it this year up here. Yeah. And what happens? My great-granddaughter is born. Wow. And so, and then I get an award. It's so meaningful because when I look at the layers of being celebrated, I never knew. I read that letter Steve Greer uh, sent me. It meant a lot because what he said is powerful. Don't take it for granted. Less than 1% get this award. I'm going to put that in a group me real quick. So I'm honored to be recognized because that's what I was chasing when I started in 2010 was that award. So I'm honored. Now, what's the hardest adversity you've had to overcome in your entire life? When I, I, I had a, I had a problem years ago uh, in, my, in my infancy, not of my career, but in my life, of using drugs and alcohol, then selling drugs. And when my mother was dying, my mother used to always want me to do better, but I didn't. She told me the right things to do, but I went the other way all of the time. And then in 1993, I was living in California. My mother, I hadn't talked to my mother in two years. I didn't even know the two years prior to that that she was dying because my sisters wouldn't tell me. My mother didn't tell me. I came back, 1993, and Helped my sister with my mother before she passed away in 1995. Then I, again, strayed away in life. Chasing dollars, chasing women, all of the things of the world. I was a product of the streets. I was a product of the world. I had to overcome those situations to be used like I'm being used right now. So dealing with adversity, I've dealt with, and I quit using drugs, cold turkey. I quit selling drugs. I didn't need drug money. I can remember back in the day, again, we sitting up there tossing it up in the table like this full of stacks of money. That was my life for 20 some odd years. That was my life. Some of my best friends that were, a couple of them were, I, I've got five or six close friends that were NBA ball players. So I've been around a lot of athletes. But a lot, but back in the day, they were athletes and had corrupt lives, man, because that was the lifestyle back then in the 70s and the 80s. Now you drug tested everywhere, but man, these guys were on drugs. It was unbelievable the parties and things like that. But I was connected because of my relationship with these guys. Yeah. So I was a product of the streets, man. That's all I knew. 
All I knew was Cadillac cars, dressing, and I had a good government job. I started working in the post office at the age of 18. I had a good government job. You still have a pension from them? No, I squandered it. I squandered it. I didn't know no better. Yeah. I took that pension and went out to California, again, chasing, hanging out, gambling, yeah. drinking, hanging out. I come back to Chicago. My mother was dying with a, I left here with suitcases. I came back with a knapsack like a hobo with a stick and a, and, a, and a tied up in a rag. That's how I came back, with a duffel bag. I left with suitcases, clothes, shoes, you name it. God will humble you. He will bring you to your knees until you submit. I had to submit. I had to learn to submit. My wife taught me how to submit. That's why I love my wife so much. She brought me to Christ, and now I know differently. And that's why I preach it, I teach it, I work it. I'm a product. Now, I'm a child of God, mm -hmm. and I understand that. And I use that, when I talk to people, they see the compassion, I'll use that word. When I talk to people, I'm not trying to rush them to sell them something. I'm not trying. I'm selling them me. So it's easy to transition into the products because people trust you and they like you. Whether it's on a Zoom call or when I used to go knocking on doors. I can remember, man, when I first started this career, man, if I didn't have no appointments, I door knocked for eight hours. Yep, same. I knocked on doors. When I got through Saturday night, I'd have appointments for Monday and Tuesday yep. just by knocking on doors. Yes. And what looked like a terrible week, man, would be a three, $4,000 week. Easy. Because I'm not lazy. See, I'm, again, I'm betting on me. Yep. I'm betting on me. I, I, you think I want zero, my name next to zero? Yeah. When I got zero next to my name, it's because I just didn't want to do nothing. Yeah. But my name is not a reflection of zero. My name is something. I'm yes. proud of my name. I'm proud to have this award. I'm proud to be a product of American Income Life because American Income Life has given me some, some financial stability, but it has also helped me enhance my spiritual capabilities mm. that I didn't even know I had in yeah. 2010. But now I feel so good. I feel so good. Who's the coolest person you met in your entire life? Most unique, coolest person? Oh, man. I would say right now it would be my pastor. Yeah? In the, is it down in Atlanta? Jensen Franklin. Big big church, small church? He's got a big church. Big church. I, attend a, I attend a campus in in my area because he's got five different campuses oh, okay but i had a chance to meet him before i moved down there he wrote a book acres of diamonds that sounds really familiar it's a great book and the book is about a man write it down acres of diamonds jensen franklin it was about a man who sold a diamond mine and didn't know he had one he had been tilling it and working it and working like it. I read this book. Let me check my books. Keep going. And 
he finally gave up. And he sold it to a man. The next man gets it. In my library. There you go. Acres. I, I recently, now this has a different, different author here, so I don't know how similar it is. It's, a, it's, it's Jensen Franklin, Acres of Diamonds. Okay. And it's, 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 a, it's a true life story about a man who sold a field and didn't realize he had diamonds. diamonds. And those diamonds ended up being the diamonds that the king and queens of England, this is, was a diamond mine that was the, the richest people in the world got their diamonds from him. But the farmer that had originally had the property, he gave it up because he found nothing on it. But the next man gets it and his diamonds on there. Excuse me. And that's the same way when I look at how my career, I had, I didn't have, I didn't have no abilities. I didn't have no skills. All I had was the desire not to lose, not to, not, hey, I couldn't, I, I, I wasn't, I, I didn't have no plan Bs. And so I wanted that to be my platform and foundation when I talked to, when I, because I used to be the hiring, I used to do the hiring in the office. Yep. So I did the groups, I did the hiring, and I wasn't an MGA. And then Bob Olson just says, okay, could you run this office? And yeah. And then when they closed the office, he says, you know what? I don't want you to worry about anything. I got to close this office. You can come report directly to me. And he insulated me with Nick. And Nick helped me to this day with a lot of things. My retention and things are like it is because I plugged into Nick. I used to, every Monday, I'm sitting in Nick's office. He didn't realize that I was just trying to be a sponge. Yep. I was just learning. I was just learning because I didn't want to grind. I wanted to flow. Yes. And he helped me with the flow of being a steward of policies, of helping people and keeping your business on the books, you know. And I just, I'm, I, that's just something that I think is very, very important. Yes. I, I, it reminds me of a scripture here, and I'll read it. It's Luke 1, 9 and 10. It says, and so I tell you, keep on asking, and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, and everyone who seeks finds. Yep. And everyone who knocks, the door is going to be open. Mm-hmm. You got to keep seeking. You got to keep finding. You got to you got to keep going for it. Yes. You you again, this career path is going to take perseverance. One brick, one day at a time. I remember when I was in the infancy of my career, I had eight appointments one Saturday and I and I stunk the place up on all eight of them. I just knew I was going to have a great Saturday. I had been here about 8 weeks. Oh man, this is gonna be great. It bombed on me. Yeah. I was so pissed. Yep. I was pissed. And I went to my manager, I said, Man, this job sucks. Yeah. He says, Come and meet me here at the restaurant. And he poured into me. Because at that time he had 15 years of experience. He poured into me. 
about the about the opportunity and the patience it's going to take to be successful. You got to drive, but you guess what? You don't know what to do with the drive. It's like giving a Lamborghini to a 16-year-old. You can't get a keys to a Lamborghini to a 16-year-old. They're going to tear it up. Yeah. But when they're 36, you can give them the keys. Yeah. So I was given the keys to an opportunity. I didn't know what the heck to do with it. So I had to grow into it. I had to, he told me, he says, if there's a nuclear war, he says, it's going to be two things that are going to be here, roaches and Charles Belt. Fourteen years later, I'm still here. You know? Yeah. I'm still here. I pushed through. Yeah. I pushed through. You know, that's why I love what I do. I push through. And people see that you're compassionate about what you do, who you do it for. I build up American income all of the time Mm -hmm. because that's who I am. What do you do, Charles? Man, I'm the best at American income, man. What do you do? I'm proud of being who I am and what I do. Yeah. I'm I'm proud to share it with people. Absolutely. You know, and when people see how genuine you are, you don't even need videos. I'm on video. I know every product like the back of my hand. I know every video like the back of my hand. I know when I'm sitting down with a family that needs some child safe information. I know when I'm sitting down with a family that needs that discount card information. I know that every family needs a living will. I know for sure that the contingent beneficiary could use that $2,000. Whether they tell you that or not, you have to be in charge and let them understand they need it. If you let them determine what they need, you walk out of there with your tail between your legs. Mm -hmm. You got to determine what they need. Yep. So you got to, quote, unquote, be the boss of them. Mm-hmm. When we used to go in houses, I used to tell them where to sit. Yep. You know, I wanted to be in control. And it has allowed me to, to do really, really well because when I, when I look at it, what I want to do and how I want to do it, I have a plan, but I haven't had it co-signed by the Lord yet, so mm, I don't got to partner with God. Right. So, it's His plan, not my plan. Mm-hmm. That's why I read that on my computer. Yep. I got to trust in Him. Your will. It's His will, not Charles's will. Yep. So as we wrap up, I got to hop on another call, and you got to head to a lunch, and you got your itinerary. I got ours as well. Um, I always like to ask guests if they have one. It's all right if you don't. Do you have a favorite movie? I might. You know, I'm not a big movie. What are you big into? I'm big into sports. Sports. What's your favorite team? Well, my my favorite team, being born and raised in Chicago, coming up in that Jordan era, was the Bulls. Was that incredible? Oh, was it incredible? It was. It was incredible for the city. Did you watch the Last Dance? Yes. Was it as nostalgic as the last dance oh, made yeah. it feel? Oh yeah. Or even more. It was it was more because you got a chance to look into the, he gave you a 
He gave you the view of so many different things. Why do people say Jordan played against easier people than LeBron? I, I, a lot of kids my age now are trying to say LeBron's better than Jordan. I like Jordan more, but I don't study it enough to know. I just think I know he has more rings. I go off rings. Okay. But then people are like, well, one, some of them dudes have like 11 rings. Will Chamberlain or something. I don't Bill know. Russell. Bill Russell. Bill Russell. 11 rings. Steve Kerr, as a player and a coach, nine rings. And so it's, it's, you, you have to look at it di uh, differently sometimes. Sometimes we look at a person's achievement and we use that as the measuring stick. Mm -hmm. We look at people's millions and that determines how great they are. What do you use, the heart too? I examine your heart. I think that's I think that's good a good way to put it. I feel like Jordan. I feel like between me and you, I think I, I think from what I've seen, Jordan's heart looked a little more into it. You know what I mean? It's nobody, everybody says be like Jordan. Nobody says like like be LeBron. Like, you know, if anything, they say like Kobe. Yeah, but see, in this society, in this day and time, it's a little bit different because everything is driven by the success, the money factor. Yep. LeBron being a billionaire owner now. Yeah, uh, I mean a billionaire. I heard athlete. he's talking about wanting to own something though as well. Those doors, playing. but those somebody had to open those doors. A Jordan. Yeah, absolutely. He was the first one. He pioneered and paved the way. Right. I think pioneering and paving is harder. Like I got a lot more respect for solo SGAs that go out and build a deal from scratch, and you know what I mean, things like that. Like Simon Bob. It's like to pioneer. You know what I mean? To be the one that, like, even being in this partnership and having to start over. This is the hardest I've ever had it. You know what I mean? Like, this is the hardest, hardest, hardest I've ever had it. And uh, You're still learning, though, right? Still learning. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I wouldn't want it any other way. You know what I mean? Absolutely. At your age, you said something earlier in this podcast. You said, I got to learn to be a better leader. That's humbling. I'm glad to hear you say that. Yes, sir. Because that's how Charles is going to judge you. I'll yes. be just frank with you. Yep. I'm going to judge you based on how you lead these people. Yeah. Not to turn the podcast around, but that's how when 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 I'm doing something a little bit differently and I'm not an everyday agent, I'm still going to be checking on you. I don't never I will never stop being an agent. Yes. But I'm going to be trying to find out, hey man, what's Tristan doing? Amen. What is Tristan doing? Because I was a terrible leader when I first started. Yeah. Same. And one thing that I've learned, Tristan, is not every agent is bad. There's mm -hmm. a lot of bad managers. Listen, I love, and, and let's end with this. I love, I, I recently, it was probably a year or so ago, and I was like, you know, we always say you can't take a duck to Eagle School. It's one of Maxwell's favorite quotes of like, there's just certain mediocre people that we can't mix with great people. But I think as leaders, we... We like to abuse the you can't take ducks to Eagle School and just immediately assume people just aren't capable of doing this. And I was like, there's the parable of of the, the scattering of the seeds and some seeds got scattered on the concrete. And some seeds got scattered where some weeds were and some seeds hit good soil. There's great seeds out there, but you got to have great soil. As leaders, it's our job to create great soil. Sometimes we're saying people are ducks when you got concrete soil. Nobody can grow what you got, boss. You got a concrete garden. You, you know what I mean? Nothing can grow there. Your heart's hardened. You've got bad character. You're not able to build relationships. You're not competent in being able to sell your product. There's there's just simple things that just they're not lining up. You know what I mean? So And it's, and it's not a hit against you, but we got to be frank. It's like analyze and audit yourself first. Take responsibility and extreme ownership first and be like, is my garden right before I start immediately just 
discrediting people and saying that's the wrong person? Or am I the right leader? Absolutely. So. Agreed. A hundred percent. Am yes, I the right person? Am I the right leader? Am I the right person? You're saying it right, young man. Amen. Thank you again, Charles. This was phenomenal. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you and excited to get this out for everybody. Thank Let's you. Let's go.